Welcome to the Have Company podcast, a podcast that bridges the gap between artists and their community. I'm grateful to share conversations with Have Company artists and residents, friends, and a little bit of my own thoughts on creating work and finding balance. Welcome to the Have Company podcast. This is Marley and Soleil and Yoko Ono the cat. Hi. We're all together. (laughs) And we're so happy and excited. We're drinking water also. We're staying hydrated and warm. Mm -hmm. Um, Soleil is visiting Oakland from Vancouver, Canada. Are you Canadian? I am not Canadian. Not Canadian. I'm not American either. Whoa. I'm kind of... Do tell. I'm from a... An interesting assortment of places, but I was born in Bermuda. Awesome. My mom is from Bermuda, mm-hmm. so she is... My whole family is from Bermuda. Okay. And I... My mom had me when she was 20, and she decided to... She was just going to take me and move to New York. Whoa. So she moved to New York when she was 20 with a baby. Damn. I think she was my like maybe City? 21. Yeah. Whoa. And had, like, $200 in her pocket and didn't have any connections there at all. And... I'm getting teary-eyed. We're just getting started. I'm loving this. Yeah. She's... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But she... She worked as, like, at a a florist Uh and, like, she just met some, like, amazing people who helped her kind of, like, navigate the city. Yeah. So we lived in New York, in Brooklyn. Cool. For, I believe, like, till I was, like, three or four. Uh-huh. And then she met my stepfather on a blind date. Nice. And he is a native New Yorker. So um, they got married, and then we moved to New Jersey, the three of us. Uh-huh. And I lived in New Jersey, essentially, till I was in high school. And then I moved to Southern California for high school. So I was in Southern California, Orange County, cool, um, for four years, from you know freshman year to senior mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and then I moved from Southern California to San Francisco when I was eighteen, and I've pretty much been in the Bay Area ever since then. Cool in San Francisco and then Oakland, mm-hmm. and then up until um, July this year. We lived in Oakland, me and my husband, Mm -hmm. and we moved to Vancouver in July. And he's Canadian. He's from Vancouver. Okay. So that's where that comes in. He is Canadian. Yeah. And he got a job offer in Canada, like his dream job offer. And we were both just like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go to Canada. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Yeah. What's that transition? So, okay. But back up. Yeah. Yeah. You are a jewelry designer. I am. We had a beautiful Instagram meeting magic moment um soleil just sent me a message kind of like just extending gratitude for my work and the podcast and you know sometimes i click a dm sometimes i don't a lot of times i'm just like thank you like you know Mm -hmm. a a lot of people message me i'm always so appreciative but i just i had some time that day clicked over on her feed and just started looking at these rings that she makes (laughs) and um a lot of other you know beautiful pieces and was just like uh, you're incredible. Do you just want to be on the podcast? <laughs> and she was like, yes. Um, so here we are in my bedroom in Oakland, California, and I'm touching this ring that she made for me it's that I'll so show you on the internet. You. Um, but 
Yeah, so you're a jewelry designer. So mm-hmm. tell us tell us when Soleil Daryl Jewelry was born yeah. and the, the story of its birth. It's kind of a crazy story because I, I've i always loved jewelry and I've always been, like, obsessed with collecting, like, shiny things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I always just thought I would be, like, somebody who would curate jewelry maybe or, you know, I went to fashion school to become maybe a buyer and my idea was that I would just have like a store mm-hmm. and I went to fashion school and I did that whole thing and then I graduated and I, w- I was like, okay, well, I don't want to work at the Gap right? <laughs> and Fair. I don't want to work for like a corporate situation and mm-hmm. I've kind of always worked for small businesses and something just felt really stagnant mm-hmm. and I worked at a hair salon for a year, which was amazing because I... I learned about like small businesses and it was great, cool. but I'm not a hairstylist. Right. And, um, my mom was just like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Yeah. Are you happy? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I actually just want to like learn how to make jewelry. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> After four years of like expensive art school. Right. Um, cool. Just trying to make some jewelry. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And she was like, well, I'll help you facilitate that. Just figure out like what you need to do. Yeah. And so I, every time I find a jeweler that I like really love, Mm -hmm. I look at where they went to school Mm, Cool. or I look at their bios and see where they went. And a lot of people were talking about this place in Mexico, super random place called Sterling quest. Mm -hmm. And I looked into it and it's run by this man named Billy King and it's just him. Okay. And he is, I owe him my, like, I owe him so much. Wow. But, um, he, I just don't have any words. He's infamous. Cool. Cool. Um, but anyway, I was like, so mom, I'm going to Mexico and it's in this place called San Miguel de Allende, which is in like the mountains of Mexico. It's like little colonial Mexican town. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. Cool. And... I was like, I'm going to go to Mexico for six months and take this jewelry class by myself. And she was like, wow. Uh, How old were you at this point? I, this was like three years ago. Okay. So I was, how old am I now? 27. Nice. So I was like 23. Cool. And she was like, if that's what you want to do, let's do it. And so I quit my job and I was in a relationship at the time with my husband Mm -hmm. but he was still in school Mm -hmm. so I was like listen I need to do this for six months like you chill out here and I'll do that the test yeah (sighs) exactly but it kind of survived it was good for both of us yeah you went the whole six months yeah he came to visit me once okay okay but it it was like the perfect time we both needed to just like handle our lives separately it's beautiful and it definitely made us who we are now Hell yeah. So, um, my mom was like, let's do it. And so she came with me. My whole family came with me. Oh my God, beautiful. (laughs) For the first week. Yeah. And, um, I showed up for class the first day and Billy was just like, all right, let's do it. And the way that he does it is. How many people are in a class? Um, there's about like, he has class every single day and there's about like 10 students. Okay. Um, it definitely varies. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I was there for one month where there was only like four students and you basically get 
a bench mm-hmm. and you get a key mm-hmm. and Billy's like he start I knew nothing mm-hmm. when I went. I knew how to like bead maybe, but I didn't know anything about metal work. And he just teaches you everything you need to know from the mm-hmm. ground up. Mm-hmm. And each person has like an individual project that they're working on. And you're not allowed to like look on the internet. You're not allowed Whoa. to like he has like reference books, like uh-huh. books, uh-huh. but you're really just you're just like you, basically. And the stones and like the design that you kind of en- envision. So there's a lot of freedom and it was just amazing. It's kind of like a dream. I can't, when I talk about it, I just kind of can't even believe that I actually did it. It kind of makes me feel like I'm like receiving Reiki or something yeah. while you're like telling me about it's it. It's such I'm a like, powerful experience. I'm like, whoa, we don't look at the internet. I know. And we just have the stones and the bent. Like, it's like really, yeah, that's an yeah. incredible way to learn that. It definitely took me out of my comfort zone because I, first off, I don't speak Spanish. Sure. Which is like, <laughs> You know, challenge number right. one. Right. And I didn't know anyone there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know about my skill set yet. Sure. And I, I don't know. But it was just the best way for me to learn because it, I couldn't rely on anything else. I just had to, like, be my own person. Yeah. So that was a couple years ago. Yes. So tell us about the, so then, so then you come back Yeah. and you, when, when are you sort of like, okay, I, now I have this skill. Now I have this sort of eye and vision for what I like to make. When were you like, uh, I'll start a business or were you still kind of like, maybe I'll do this for someone else. Or did you like immediately know, like I have to have my own line basically. I immediately knew that I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> wow. But that's like the hard part is figuring out how to do it so that you can actually do it and like live. So I had talked to some other jewelers who that's like the most helpful thing for me is just talking sure. to other people. Yeah. And the consensus was I needed to get a studio space. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to a couple places in the city in Mm -hmm. San Francisco and it was just kind of not doable for me. Yeah. Just expensive. It was expensive. And the way that the system works is you have to kind of like sign up for your day and like you can't just walk in and make something. You have to like plan it. And that's just not how I am. Sure. So I needed to figure out a way to have my own space. And so I was like, I want to work at a jewelry store. Um, cause they'll have a studio space there and I can learn stuff. And, um, I randomly walked into the store called crown nine just one day. I had, I followed them on Instagram mm-hmm. and I just randomly walked in with my resume and I was like, Hey, um, I just got back from Mexico and I would love to work here. I don't really know what I can do for you guys, but I'm willing to work really hard and yeah, here it is. Cool. Here I yeah. Am. <laughs> and Christina, the manager who is still there, um, she she was like, okay, I'll take your resume. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll probably never hear back from sure. those people ever right. again. Right. And then probably a month later, Kate, um, she's the owner of Crown Nine, she messaged me and was like, yeah, um, I actually need a production assistant. And I kind of didn't even really know that I needed one until you I brought love me that. your resume. I love that, yeah. And so I started working there, and she... I can't even tell you, like, Mm. 
just, she taught me so much about um, the way you run a business, mm-hmm. a way, the way women should run a business. Mm. And I keep doing I these also, little like dance yeah. moves that no one can <laughs> see, but I'm like, ooh, doing like little waves. And also like an artist <laughs> should run a business. Mm-hmm. And it was just the three of us, me, Christina, and Kate. And she just put so much faith in me because I didn't really know much. Mm-hmm. And she just taught me the way that you should do things in, in a production setting. Mm-hmm. And also she does engagement and wedding bands. So I learned a lot about that side of the business. And she allowed me to use the bench whenever I wanted to for my own stuff. So that's when Soleil Dale Joy started because I had time to work on my own stuff and to kind of explore ideas and... I think the thing that, like, brings me some of the most joy about that story is the last part of that sentence where she let you use the bench to do your own stuff. Because yeah. I think that, you know, I was I was just um, sitting in a room with people right before this talking about um, the, this world of, like, do we work for ourselves? Do we work for other people, mm-hmm. with other people? And... Um, like, am I making choices out of fear or out of abundance? And I love that feeling of like, cause it can be scary to ask someone else in your field, like their advice or how they do stuff because we're, we work so hard to find these answers that you can feel really protective of some of it. But if there's like a fair and seamless trade of the knowledge or the work or something, you know, it's incredible that she... you know because she could have been like well no I don't want you to work on your own stuff and I've worked for people like that yeah same and it's I think only a detriment to to those people because you never know what you can create when you're working with another person yeah and I mean Kate's motto is always like there's room in the light for all of us (sighs) so like just because I'm 16 doesn't mean that you can't as well right and um I think actually in the jewelry jewelry community as a whole, there's a lot of that. Mm, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of because that's how people learn. You know, it's a trade. Yeah, it's a craft. Right. So right. There has to be that's real. someone teaching someone. Right. <laughs> and um, there's also a lot of women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was definitely she's always had faith in me, and even when I couldn't see it sometimes. And that definitely helped me build my confidence. So now, um, what are some of the, like, where do you sell your work, basically? Mm -hmm. And how did that come about? Do you feel like right away you were like, I want to have an online store or I want to be in shops? Like, do you feel, especially jewelry is something you really like wear and touch. Like, where are you at with that sort of side of your business? Well, it started off, I just had stuff in Crown 9. Like, I would make stuff and put it downstairs for Mm -hmm. display. Mm -hmm. And then people... And then I would post stuff on Instagram. Sure. So every time I made something, I would post it. Mm -hmm. And people would contact me to buy it. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting inquiries about custom work. So there's kind of two sides to it. Like, I do a lot of custom work based on if someone likes a style that I've posted, I'll make them something similar with another stone or if someone has a vision for something they want specifically. And then I have the stuff that I make on my free time. So I'll get like a cool stone and I just want to make something that I want to make. 
and eventually I'll just collect a bunch of stuff and then I'll send it to the stores that mm -hmm. I have accounts mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything I make is um, one of a kind. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of how I want to keep it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I feel so, so excited about this ring that's on my finger right now. And it felt really cool. I don't think I... I'm trying to think. I feel like pretty much any jewelry I have, I, like, kind of looked up what I was going through mm -hmm. and just, like, picked a random thing at a store. Yeah. And it, it felt really incredible to... I think you worded it to me. You asked me, like, let me know what... Because I was just like, oh, my God, everything's so beautiful. And you were like, yeah, like, let me know, like, what you're working on or mm -hmm. going through. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I have, I'm going to tell you and you're going to make me, like, a piece of jewelry to, like, go with that. And that is just, like, really powerful. Um, so, yeah, I can't imagine it. I can imagine it would be hard to, like, try to duplicate yeah. some of that. Or I'm sure people can just be drawn to something aesthetically or they can look up what a stone means. But, um, Well, yeah. I just feel like it. it's less fun for me that way. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm doing this thing right now. Um, I'm making these necklaces for mm -hmm. um, a donation that I'm doing for a girl who passed away in the Oakland fires. Okay. And so I'm making a bunch of these crescent necklaces. Beautiful. I made about like 30. Whoa. Which was like the most I've ever made of stuff yeah. for myself. Yeah. And it was like a very, like a needed experience for me to yeah. feel like I was contributing in some way. But I just feel like it showed me that I don't think that I can do like large batch production for my right. stuff. Just because it was really hard for me. Yeah. To make the same thing yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, I think I talked to, um, I feel like I referred to Rachel on my podcast a lot. I love you so much, <laughs> Rachel. Um, but my dear friend, Rachel, um, who has a, a clothing line called Serpent and Bow, she'd maybe probably oh, be mad. I think I might've maybe met her. Nice. In Redhead. Joshua Tree. Oh, nice. Sounds super yeah, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. random, but yeah, yeah. I have a story in, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. And I, I have a story at the end in okay. Eco Valley, and uh -huh. she might have been there. Nice. So, so Rachel, you know, makes these like indigo dyed moon phase mm -hmm. pieces, and you know, kind of got into this. Sorry, I have this cough that um, <coughs> I can't, I can't edit can't out. Care. You just have to hear me. This is real, real is, life, people. We're humans, mm. not machines. So Rachel, you know, is making the same. She made it for herself. She was like, you know, I need this for my body mm -hmm. to heal and to feel good. And then everybody wants one. Well, then you, she just has to make the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And I've been loving watching her. You know, when we first became friends almost two years ago, um, <coughs> she was just in this place where she had like, you know, 80 open orders for moon space that sets. sounds like a nightmare to me. Right. And so then she really started focusing, you know, because it's really her drawings, you know, yeah. she's like, ma you know, making these beautiful underwear and bra sets, you know, just with her drawings and then the batik, you know, printing of them. And so she, you know, really started just limiting, you know, I'm going to put these up and there's five or, you know, she started making these other like designs with yeah. like candles and, and leaves and, uh, you know, just an eyes and a cactus and like all these other designs. And it's, 
you know, and, and I think there's this fear of like, well, if I stop making this thing that everybody loves, what if I stop making money? And it's like, no, people love, we're in this day and age where I'd like to think in this like scary time that we're living in. This is, this is the first podcast episode of, of Trump's America. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) How I just like almost wanted to, I'm sorry. I just said Trump's America. I know. But it's real, and I think I actually didn't think about that until right Right now. now. To be like, wow, it's like everything feels really a lot more intense. And I think I didn't realize I've like made some decisions in my own Mm. business life in the past few days, like kind of like going back on things I committed to, or just really, you know, being more aware of my whiteness in Oakland and different things that I wasn't really necessarily thinking about. And I didn't have, you know, I have the privilege of not having to think about certain things. And yeah, I think just, you know, feeling really affected by the March in Oakland and, um, you went, Oh my God. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and yeah. And feeling like, yes, it was incredible, but what, now what, what is the work left to be done? Right. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the next my next question to you. Yeah. Sorry, I just feel like I jumped jumped the no. fuck around. No, let's do but it. But like what you know, what do you feel like is coming up for you in terms mm-hmm. of like, yeah, we're making products to sell right. and wear and right. like where do you feel like some of your whether it's activism or social justice or, you know, as a woman, as a woman of color, as a small business owner what are what are you feeling right now like what's your well that is how do you want to you know have a business that yeah. that also is incorporate yeah this time yeah yeah uh, well i just feel like bringing okay so where do i start the idea of like having a business that is mainly just making a product and feeling like that can be pretty like minuscule at times and um but also the idea that I don't make I make things specifically to for to bring comfort to people basically. I basically and put myself. this on and was like I have work to do yeah. people <laughs> power you know rings. yeah power, power rings. rings power rings it's comforting to myself and it makes me feel like a better person so that I can be nicer to the people around me and people who I don't know yet. And also hope in the hope that it will bring some sort of like compassion to people's lives. And like the way that I talk to them when we're making the ring together Mm. and just like this tangible, like item of love. And, um, so that in that sense and something that they'll have hopefully forever that's not gonna just like break and like or like disintegrate or like um that they're gonna throw away next year when it's like not in fashion yeah um something lasting Mm -hmm. but also just the idea that I want to build my brand around like female love and Mm -hmm. like jewelry I don't really sell rings to men mm-hmm. like I have mm-hmm, but I haven't really yeah like right. maybe one person who right. was like the boyfriend right. of my friend right right so I, I'm a pretty female centric yeah. brand right um so even just like the stuff that I'm posting on Instagram yeah. and like my little sister follows me and I How think some of her friends follow me she's 13 oh 14 Ooh, little teen. I know so just like 
being mindful of what she's seeing. Yeah, and, yeah, of course. Um, in my own life, like, it's just so important to me to be a woman and, like, mm-hmm. to have that energy around me at all times. Mm-hmm. So, like, bringing that energy out into the world and manifesting it into an actual piece of something. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, this political climate goes... <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I just moved yeah. to Canada. Okay, right. So keep forgetting. Right. It's definitely like felt there. Yeah. Because we're yeah. not that far. Yeah. And I think it's kind of more of like an embarrassment yeah. for America than anything of else. Yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot you don't live in America. Yeah. It's like a really different. But I was space raised to be. here, right, of course. And right, I right. also feel like I was telling my best friend, she's um, she's Iranian, uh-huh. and she was raised in America. Okay. And I was just, like, I'm trying my best not to feel, like, done with this country, you know? Because I just feel, like, why nobody wants me here. I'm a, you know, immigrant woman of color. Right. And, like... You've got... you really got it all against you. Yeah. Like, if you don't want me here, then maybe I'll not be here. Right. But then being back here this weekend was just, like... Oh, yeah. You're like, slash, I, I'm about to for sure yeah, be exactly. all up in this space. Like, I'm not leaving this magical no. arena yeah. of the world just because some people don't understand it. Yeah. Well, and I think it was a... I would like to think the just sheer numbers of how many people turned out yeah. across, you know, both the, you know, the country and, like, folks in other countries who, you know, like, marched in solidarity is that feeling of like you are wanted like yeah. i am wanted as like a queer woman my trans sisters are wanted you know it's like we're wanted right. and i think there was that feeling of like we're not wanted and i i definitely was like filled with both hope but also like anger and rage yeah. and like how did this happen and how did we let this happen um like, yeah. yeah how did we let I don't know. But it's not going to happen again. No, I think it can't. I would like to think so. Um, But yeah, what is, you know, and I, I, something that you just said that I'd love to just Mm -hmm. say again or keep thinking about um, is something along the lines of how does my own art practice make me feel better, which then makes everybody around me feel better, which pretty much almost made me burst into tears. And I was thinking about that the other day, talking to my partner about, about my sobriety Mm -hmm. and how like me being sober, yes, is, is important to me and my survival, but like is so important, like to the people around me who are so deeply affected. And that radiates out to sometimes my dance practice feels really selfish to me. Right. Because it's solo. Yeah. And you can't like put it on. Right. You're not, you know, sometimes like that's why I love making zines because it does feel like the the rings. Mm-hmm. It's like I can make this thing and it can like help other people feel love for themselves. But there's something about, and even though the response often to personal practice or like my, my dancing is people are like, this helped me so much with X, Y, and Z. I still sometimes feel like, yeah, my like making art feels really selfish in this world where there's so much to be done. Totally. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's how I take care of it. That's how I feel good. Yeah. I feel good when I make stuff. And more people And everybody else feels that. better when Marley feels yeah. good. When Soleil feels good, everybody else feels better. I can spread my vibes better. out farther and touch more people. And I think if every single person was taught how to make something with their hands, Whew. it would be way less 
upset. <laughs> we would be way less upset. You know? When I am knitting, I am way less yeah. upset. Yeah, it's, medi- it's a form of meditation. Yeah. For me, especially because I don't, I'm not like, I'm just, I'm trying to be more active because I know that's important. Yeah, same. Um, Walks. Yeah. I'm trying to just do the walking yeah. thing. Just keep walking. I know. But for me, just like taking that time out to like not think about anything besides what I'm doing in front of me, it's just, it makes me a better person. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like is just like the hardest part of running your business? What is just like, um, the fact that like, I love all my customers and everyone that I've ever done like a transaction with has been like a special person. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just kind of having trouble with doing things at like a fast pace Mm. for a business Mm -hmm. because I like to make things in my own amount of time (laughs) and I know that like when someone gives you money they want you to do it in the time that they want it Mm -hmm. so I'm just having trouble (laughs) welcome to me trying to write a book right now that I committed to and people paid for and And I'm like I'm almost done but I just yeah want a little more time and I wonder I always question myself and maybe someone can tell me if who's worked with me yeah but like is it just me like having constant like like anxiety stress about something that doesn't exist like would it matter to this person if it took an extra week or is it just me putting this pressure on myself but anyway that's the hardest part just meeting deadlines of people because I I don't know like making stuff is different it's not like I'm Mm. going to the store and buying something already made it takes time I have to schedule my days so that I can go get the materials and I have to wait until that money goes into my bank account first because sure. I don't have the money until it right. gets there Right. and so that takes as much time as that takes and then once I get the materials you know maybe that day I don't feel like making something do I have to just make something just because or do I have to like yeah. you know Yeah. figuring out a way to make art <clears throat> but also give people what they want and what they paid for well, and I think it's also the, like, that weird balance of, like, when is it our creative practice and when is it our job? Yeah. And that's that the biggest weird trouble. balance of, to me, that's, like, how I feel about shipping stuff a lot of the oh times. Is, like, you know, I, I'm providing the service of, like, these zines and this material and then I actually did just send in, and here's the thing, is, like, most of the time people will wait. Yeah. And I think that it's about being like as honest and transparent as possible. Cause when I'm like, Oh, I'll just uh, hope I get this done soon mm-hmm. and everybody won't notice I'm late. I and know. then I get these emails of people who are like, where in the hell is the stuff yeah. I paid you for? And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I have a bunch of emails to respond to. And the other day I sent out a large email to many customers mm-hmm. and was just like, Hey, I'm like moving studios stuff is feeling clunky right now. I'm just honestly behind Yeah. and like, I'm going to get it done and either no one responds or I got like two responses that were just like beautiful. Like someone sent me like a poem. (gasps) I was just like, Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? People love us and they believe in us and they just want us to be honest and inform them. And especially when someone's getting like a beautiful ring. Yeah. Unless it is truly for their wedding day or some sort of uh, yeah, proposal. Yeah, deadline. It's like, most people are going to be like, cool, I am happy I to wait for this beautiful object. I'm just trying to be more, like, um, 
I don't want to be resentful of things. Yeah. And Kate, my old my old boss and yeah. mentor, she always said like, if you're upset about an issue, it's because fifty percent of it was your fault and fifty percent of it was their fault. So like, if you're upset about something, it's because your policies weren't tight enough or because you like didn't communicate something clearly. Um, and so that is so real. Yeah. I'm just always trying to figure out what that 50% is. Right. And, like, how I can adjust. Tighten it up, yeah. Yeah. And just being honest with people. Yeah. And not feeling like they're going to hate me. Because right. I'm, like, a week late shipping right. something. Right. Um, what kinds of... So, maybe, like, outside the business mm-hmm. mode, what's... What's the day-to-day? What's the Vancouver life like? What are it's you... interesting. I mean, it's new, probably. It's very new. Yeah. And I'm still... Honestly, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. How I feel about it. And I moved there in the summertime, and it was glorious. Yeah. Because my husband has a cabin up um, on Vancouver Island. So Woo-hoo! it's literally, like, island living. Yeah. Living life. Living it summer. And then, and then it started getting colder and dark. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what do I do now? Second. Right. And it's cold and I'm kind of over it. Yeah. But also, I love my new apartment. I have a two bedroom apartment, which is something that I never thought I'd have. And. Is your studio? Yeah. My the studio is at room? home. Yeah. Cool. So, like, I'm getting all the things that I was, like, manifesting so hard before I moved. Yeah. Um, but there's just some things you can't replace. Like I built such a strong community here and I'm like yesterday I watched the march from Mm -hmm. my friend's apartment Mm -hmm. and we just Mm -hmm. had like a bunch Mm -hmm. of girls over and we were crying and like, I wouldn't have had that experience in Vancouver. Just like, I just wouldn't have. Right. Right. Yeah. It was a powerful weekend to visit. Yeah. I'm just trying to like take the responsibility to build that community again mm-hmm. and not just be like an not just be like oh well it's not Oakland so it's never gonna happen again right because I know that's not true right what kinds of things what are sort of like do you have daily sort of like commitments or rituals or thing you know especially yeah. as you're like running your own business yeah. and can just kind of be like it's just another day <laughs> you know hard. do you feel like you have rituals or ceremony or just tasks that you do either every day or every week that sort of like keep you mm-hmm. grounded or ungrounded. I'm going to tell you I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like the advice I can give to anyone who wants to like go full time in their business is like envision what your day is going to look like. <sighs> yeah. Um Alejandra from the Lioness Oracle. Yeah. She gave me a reading before I moved and she literally specifically told me you want to quit your job and be full-time you have to envision your day and it will happen that way um so beautiful so figure it out before death is so beautiful i know i I haven't actually seen it it's in my bed like i've seen it it's like it's like two feet away from us i can feel its energy (laughs) she's incredible yeah um she actually definitely was like a guiding light in this whole thing for me cool um but anyway i i wake up I begrudgingly answer emails that I've been putting off. That's like a first thing for you. Yeah. Because I should maybe switch to first thing. I don't know if it's the best way, but I then I just I feel about doing it at night and then I forget. No. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel guilty if I don't respond. 
Yeah. So I just do you have do a pretty that. fast response time? Yeah, I do. Nice. I gotta get better at that too. I do. Just because most of the messages I get are actually DMs, and now that mm. <laughs> I know it sounds like crazy, but people can see when you've read something. Oh, I know. So now I feel like okay, they saw I read it. I need to respond within the day. Yeah. So it's holding me accountable. So that's that, good because it's a balance of like sometimes I'm like it's an Instagram DM. It's I not know. a professional I place. Know. That's where people have asked me out on dates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like yeah. it's not yeah. or it's where people just say stuff. But it's also where I like have said yes to dates or right. said yes to real come over and make happens. a podcast. It's it's that weird thing where it's like the real stuff happens yeah. and it's like not a real place. It's not crazy. It's another world. I know. And I mean, it's kind of, I need to take a break, I think. Yeah. Because I think it's kind of become my friend since I've moved to Vancouver. Yeah. Because it's like a way to connect to people who are still in Oakland. The gram or DMs? The gram. The gram. It's a friend now. I got a cray relationship with the gram. I'm always, we're like best, we are like in a deep marriage (laughs) and we are like, not talking at all right now yeah yeah i know so i try to stay off instagram as long as i possibly can yeah um and well and i think it's like what if you did scheduled time yeah where you're like i can look at the gram from four to five exactly i'm gonna scroll the feed i'm gonna catch up i'm gonna respond to the dms i'm gonna post a new pic and move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off then. Yeah. I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna yeah. sign out. I'm gonna log For out. The day. What Imagine. if I logged out? Yeah. Imagine if you only looked at Instagram once you got one time a day, your Instagram time for the day. And if like I would have so much I more know. time to do other shit. Yeah. So like I know. We should try it and tell each other about it. <laughs> You're like, I'm, like scared. I know. I I have I have I have tried a few things, I've deactivated. You can deactivate once a week. Everything's there still. When you reactivate, any time you've tagged a photo on your feed mm-hmm. of someone else, like tag the actual picture, it re-tags them, so that's weird. So then all your these ex-boyfriend like from six years ago gets a, a, a notification that you tagged him in a picture, Awkward. even though you didn't. Right. Okay, but then, yeah. But also, I, I'm kind of interested in the logging out thing right yeah. now. Like, what if I logged out? Because I've also just, like, deleted the app off my phone. Right. I did that with Facebook, and it actually worked. I but just don't even nobody have Facebook, uses Facebook anymore. anymore. No, I don't have Facebook. But, anyway. I don't know if I should say nobody. Somebody uses my, it. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much have it for family. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're going to check Instagram once a day. Yeah. Great. I'm like writing this down. Instagram once a day. I mean, seriously. seriously. Or somebody somebody recently suggested to me, you know, what if you just really started to notice the scroll time? Yeah. Like, maybe when you're in line at the post office, that's okay. That's an okay time to scroll. Yeah. Like, check in with yourself when you're alone in your bedroom. Could you be reading a book instead? Yeah. Could you be stretching? I've catch, caught myself. I'm at the bench, <laughs> and I, like, quickly go to answer your DM. And then I'm, like, scrolling for, like, 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, sitting at my bench yeah. where I'm supposed to be working. And I'm yeah. not. And yeah. I'm just, like, yeah. For me, also, the reality is, like, I can't really even have the phone in the same room as me totally. when I'm trying to be at the bench, if you will. Yeah. Or the whatever. The whatever I'm trying to be at. It's, like, 
I pretty much can't have it in my bedroom. Right. Like I see, see over here we got, well, those are dishes, but, um, we've got, I've got a timer, a white noise machine and an alarm clock. Beautiful. Cause those are the three things I need on my phone. I use it for my alarm. I use the timer for my morning meditation and I have this app that makes white noise. So I bought the white noise machine, the alarm clock and the timer. So what do you do with your phone? And I plug it in, in the living room. Which is down a That's ladder. Actually, uh, oh yeah, I gotta That's go down the ladder. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not coming back up after no, that. No, no. Well, that's actually a really good idea. You're welcome. Because I sometimes sleep with my phone like under my pillow. No, that's gonna give you Isn't that bad sanity. That, that I mean, that's like some EMF wave I know. stuff. It's and really I know this to be true. I, know. I already know, I know. but I, I don't know. care. I guess I know. I'm a sick person. I know. We all are. And that's like where it's scary is like, I don't want to use the word need because that feels extreme, but it's like, we're running our own businesses. We need social media. Yeah. It's how we're generating a huge amount of our income. Yet it's also like ruining us. It's like making us sick. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's once a day, maybe twice. Yeah. You know, cause you might do like a morning DM yeah. thing and Morning then like and an afternoon thing. I know. You gotta check. We gotta check the best. T- you know, you can look at the insights now. I know. When's my know. When's my greatest post time? I think it's like noon. Yeah. People love. It's like noon on a Tuesday. Yeah. It's weird, but never weekends. No, people don't. Which is good. Like you shouldn't. be I guess anyway. it's like there are people are out and about on their weekend life. <sighs> okay, so what's next? So you go back to Vancouver tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I'm out of here, and I'm going to. Just try and finish up um, the custom orders I have to do so that Mm -hmm. I can just... I think I'm going to chill out on the custom stuff for a while so I can just kind of start experimenting with my next collection. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, be tied down to anything. Right. I'm just going to try to make stuff. Yeah. And then hopefully summer will roll up. (laughs) It'll be not cold and dark again at some point. And I can start, like getting out of hibernation yeah well it's hard also because i think that's another thing about this like production 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 Mm -hmm. production is like it's cold and dark and we don't want to make like our bodies want to rest and literally hibernate totally so i'm so it's interesting we're talking about like day best time of work like cool like morning is like when i'm good at my emails or whatever but it's like how do you like what are the seasonal right the like summer is when i'm gonna like always do custom work winter is when i'm gonna like work on a collection like yeah. fall is when i'm gonna you know and really pay attention to like the actual rhythms right of the earth. as well yeah and especially since i don't work with like fall winter 2017 right you know like i'm just spring summer collection. making stuff because i feel like it yeah hell yeah um i need to have a little bit more structure for my own sanity I'm interested in, um, what your, because, you know, again, when we touched base about like what I'm, what I'm working on and I can share like part of what I had shared with Soleil was like, you know, how can I enter into, I just entered into like a new partnership that feels really exciting and really fresh. And this person is very special and like Mm. really sees me and like cares for me, but it's like so easy for me to go into like obsession, like we're going to hang out every single minute of every (laughs) single day because it feels so good. And then I'm like, oh no, like who am I, you know, and like wanting to remember that I need to love myself. I need to nourish my own things. And so you picked this green onyx. And so tell 
us a little bit about like how you research or continue to understand stones and how that's because that's a huge part of like you're not just making jewelry you're making jewelry with stones which are you know this direct correlation to our feelings absolutely so yeah talk a little bit about that um i love working with stones and mostly that comes from learning in mexico because there's such an abundance of Mm. beautiful hand cut stones Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um I like I wish that I knew more about them. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. amazing amazing books cool. that I reference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Google is a great tool. Yeah, good old Google.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but for that I kind of just go with like my intuition. Cool. And usually that kind of takes me to the exact stone that I need to to go with. For you, awesome. I just felt like First off, I loved that green for your skin tone yeah. and just, like, who you are. It kind of looks like my eyeball, yeah. but he's wise. And it's, like, subtle but royal. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, subtle but royal. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. And then I looked up the properties, and it just was, like, everything that you were saying. Mm. And it was perfect for you. A lot of, like, making stuff is about my intuition. And... It's also weird that, like, I feel like I made this... Sometimes I make stuff, and mm-hmm. then it'll someone will buy it, and it's kind of like I made them made it for them when I didn't even whoa, know them. Whoa, yeah. And I don't know. That stone was just calling you, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, the three... I'm actually kind of just piecing this together, but the three dots, because I have three dots yeah. tattooed all over my fingers, and, like, whoa. a few, like, different... They kind of, like, show up in many different places yeah 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 so it's and three has been like this kind of big number for me this like people like really close people in my life turning 33 and then I had like many special places in my life come up that all had the address 333 Mm. and it's yeah it's just kind of been on like yeah I didn't know a radar yeah it just kind of works yeah 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 it's beautiful it's perfect for you you're perfect very happy for the world <laughs> cool so you're gonna keep making jewelry yeah i'm gonna i'm, I'm make, gonna take a sculpture class sculpture class yeah um in vancouver at emily carr this fall or this spring cool i don't know where we yeah, are or what hell, time period this is yeah um because i want to start making bigger things cool and bigger things like just bigger yeah pieces of jewelry yeah yeah jewelry or just like sculptures things yeah like objects places yeah yeah like a box yeah with like a ring thing in the yeah. front a metal box just stuff that i don't know what the hell have. i would put in a metal box but i'm like seeing it and i yeah. love it it's like my favorite like box. a little treasure chest little treasure chest yeah I'll make you one. Great. Can't, I can't wait for to have my, my, own, my own Soleil Daryl <laughs> Jewelry treasure chest. And then I'll probably have to make, like, a hundred more after that. Um, do you want to tell us anything that you're, like, stoked on and excited about right now? You got, like, a book, podcast, TV show. Is there something that, just before we yeah. sign out, you're, like, people of the podcast I'm world, I have to tell you. So, well, I have a couple things. I found this or I don't this my friend told me about this app. Oh, ooh, an app. It's called It's been a while since we had an app suggestion. This it's is called good. Think Dirty. Ooh, Have you heard of it? No. It's called Think Dirty and you can like scan any beauty product or like Google any beauty product and it'll tell you like on a scale from 1 to 10 how 
bad it is for your skin and the environment. Whoa. I'm obsessed. Like, wow. if you have a product. Yeah. Yeah. I probably like, don't, but. <laughs> it'll tell you anything. Like, yeah. even products that you would think are good for yeah. you or not. Yeah. So, like, take it with you to Whole Foods and scan yeah, away. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, I'm not even going to say the brand. But there's a brand at Whole Foods that you're just, like, always thought was, like, Right. You're like, this is it. I love this. It's, like, the worst thing you could ever put on your skin. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm obsessed with this. Cool. And I just am, like, totally, like, still in a magical daze from yesterday. And, like, I want to figure out a way to do something for my sisters and, like, just to show people how, like, we made it through this year. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm going to do, a, like, a book of text messages from, like, this past year from, like, my friends. Because I, since I've moved and, like, even before that, yeah, I had some, like, so many intense conversations with women yeah. via text message. Just, like, yeah. getting each other through things. Like, yes. Left yeah, and right. Yeah, I have, right. like, a group text with all my, like, yeah. lady friends from college. Because we're just all spread Same. out. We're just, like, checking in, like, where are you at? Are you okay? Like, What's what work are on? you doing? Yeah. And I just want to put that all in one spot so that people can go and just see that like you're having the same conversations that everyone else is having and yeah. like you're not alone and this is what I said to my best friend to get her through this mm-hmm. so um yeah when you put it out yeah have company well I'm gonna try sell it just make a zine yeah it doesn't have to be a book just a little guy just print little it thing. staple it I'm gonna do that great email me about it and we'll yeah. make sure it happens that's that's I'll incredible DM you. yeah d- <laughs> Send me a DM at 4 p.m. Exactly. Right before Tuesday. the cutoff time. Right before the cutoff time. 4, 4 to 4.30, too. Because, yeah. you know, at 4.30, you're going to want two extra minutes. Exactly. Just give it a, like, weird... We actually have to do this, though. Dude, I am there for yeah. this. Let's I am here for this. see how it goes. It's crazy how it really does give me anxiety. I, I recently re-quit smoking after... Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. I quit. It's today is a month, Woo! which feels incredible. I feel grateful. My other roommates also, when I moved here, we were all smoking and now none of us smoke, which feels Amazing. really beautiful. But I mean, I had, qu- I quit like five years, five and a half years ago and moved and started again. And it was, so it's funny how the addiction transfers. Yeah. Like it was interesting because smoking was actually making me look at like scroll the feed list. Yeah. Or it was, like, regulating some other stuff. It's and just it's something just, in your hand. And yeah, like, yeah. And so now that I quit, it feels really good, but I'm noticing some of the scroll is, like, taking back yeah. some of the place of, like, when I was smoking it's stuff. scary. Yeah, it is scary, but... What do you think about Oakland? How do you like hoo, it? Hoo, hoo. I love when people I just want to know. Because um, it's... I just think it's cool. Like, I started following you way before you moved here, and... I just think it's magical that you moved here right when I was leaving. Funny, yeah. So I want to know what you think. You know, it's it's a complicated time to live here. I think it's been, maybe been a complicated time, and I don't think I knew I knew its full extent until I got here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I picked Oakland because I had been running the residency in Michigan for three years and just kept kind of collecting these beautiful friends who all lived here and so I kept coming here to visit and to hang out and to teach and so I was kind of choosing between here and Philly that's where my little brother lives um and I kind of picked the one of those two that didn't have snow I was like I'll do California um 
but, and, and so I'm, you know, I got here and so much of the work I was doing in Michigan was like organizing, you know, running an all ages music venue, organizing events that have company, either workshops that the residents were teaching or zine readings, clothing swaps, whatever. And I, I kind of didn't move on purpose because I was like, there's plenty of people here yeah. who already do that. Like yeah. I want to live in a weirdo town where it needs yeah. weirdos like doing stuff. But, you know, I got divorced, I moved into the back of the space, and just felt like I needed to get out of Michigan, and I felt like I wanted to take a break mm -hmm. from, like, that work, and just work for someone else for a little while, which I had my last day of doing today, <laughs> and, um, and just stepping away from Have Company and feeling what it felt like to not have a physical space, so I'm... I think what I kind of realized, though, was, like, yes, I feel really fed here, and it's, it's makes me so stoked to get to go to, like, zine readings that I have nothing yeah. to do with, and, like, shows that I didn't book, and, like, you know, there's more than one of everything, totally. you know, there's, like, a bunch of stuff, but, um, you know, I, you know, I live in a neighborhood that's been gentrified, or is, you know, in the process mm -hmm. of being gentrified, and I've looked at spaces to open a store and thought I found something that felt good and then had a lot of second thoughts about what it means to be a white business owner in that neighborhood and it's just been it's been hard to navigate yeah. and and how to be sensitive but also I do want to maybe have a public space <clears throat> I was talking to Andrew who you know is my is my partner and we were you know he's lived here for eight years and is, and is also white and you know, has lived in San Francisco and Oakland, and I think is also has a nice sensitivity to what it means to be here and to be an artist who makes a very low income. Um, and we're both sort of already craving that, like, how do, you know, we both are really wanting to be fed and nourished with, like, what is happening in Oakland right yeah. now. And, and the events that are going on, the music that's being made, and the food that's happening here. So powerful. But I think we're both kind of like, we want to open, like, a weirdo bakery and venue in, like, some t tiny western town. You know, it's yeah. like, where, it's back to, like, I don't, I just don't feel like my work in this world is to be in a place like this. Like, in right. a, and just in a, in a city. Yeah. Um, and, but, like, in a lot of ways, I feel like I have a lot of people around me who are like more well-versed in terms of like social justice and race issue mm -hmm. issues than I am. And I'm like humbly learning a lot yeah. of it quickly and feel really receptive to it at this, it, you know, you kind of get here and you have to like learn some stuff pretty oh, fast. For sure. Um, so that's my long winded answer about how I feel about living in Oakland. Yeah. 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 Just like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to say like, learn as much as you can and yeah. take it with you because I yeah. think that's also part of the problem. Right. Um, but I think it's just good that like people are moving here with a more conscious idea of mm. what they're doing to the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you don't have to. Right. Right. You don't have no. to be that way. Right. Right. Um, and I think I was almost making some decisions where I was like, it's kind of that like, but I mean so well. Right. And that is like, specifically in feminism the white feminists demise right. like it's all of our demise to be like but I you know I'm trying and I, I mean I mean really well and it's like that's not it's not gonna cut the it real work anymore. and that's totally and I and I, my privilege makes me want to run away from that it's like well then I just won't do anything because right. I don't want to fuck up right, right 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 and that's what I'm really 
trying to like push against being here is like not trying to shut down and trying to like be a listener, shut up, not do the thing right away, even when I want to, and just feel it out. Feel it out. Yeah. But on separate from that, I think I'm just I I'm loving it and I'm like feeling good. But um yeah, but there's part of me that's like I don't know. I kind of like miss the being in like a smaller place where there's like more of a need but Rachel Blodgett from Serpent and Boat we were eating together pretty lady in my neighborhood the other day and I was like I feel like I need to be somewhere that needs me and she was like what do you need and I was like uh oh and she's like didn't you move here because you needed a break from being the organizer and the one who does all the stuff whole world yeah and I was like yeah I need I need a break I want to be like in a scene where I can go see people play music and yeah. hang out and do the thing see where that takes you mm-hmm. and I also think no, no matter what it doesn't hurt to have more artists trying to come in and build that space right right you know? and I, I've seen it really rejuvenate other friends who have been here for a yeah. long time they're like whoa cool somebody else is like stoked because they can get anybody can bur- get burnt out whether you're in yeah. the, the biggest city in the world or the smallest just right. like burnout just happens so yeah I've definitely seen my friends who have been here for a while get excited that I like came and yeah. they're like, cool but yeah I want to teach more soon and yeah, I've had some, like, weird kind of fear come up around my own business where I'm like, what? Who am I? I know. Now I that I'm that not just a lady too. from Michigan, now I'm just, like, a lady that lives in Oakland and where... Am I still cool? You know? Am You're I still cool. Yeah. <laughs> you are still cool. Thank you. I think it makes you cooler. Cool. Right? Nice. Yeah. Doesn't that just make you cooler? I, I hope so. That's why I never really had any hesitation moving to Vancouver because I think whenever you move somewhere, it just makes you cooler. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like part of the story the and the journey. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm proud of you for coming here. Thank you. Thanks for asking and me. And for just it's, caring it's, enough to, yeah. like, think about your actions before you proceed yeah. and yeah. being mindful. And... Thanks. Yeah. This was fun. I know. Wow. I'm so happy. This Any happened. last words um, for the people? You, I don't know. Am I supposed to self-promote here? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. Yes, yes, yes. You can be like, you can find me. You on. Can I should. Find I me. should remind. Most people just kind of take it upon themselves. I know. This but, is, uh, that's another thing I'm working on, yeah, by the way. I also need to work on I this. I didn't used to carry business cards, and now I do. <sighs> I got to get those. I, they have my old address on them from You don't Michigan. need to put your address at all. I know. You well, shouldn't. when I was a physical store. Oh, right. right, right, right. That, was, that definitely right, needs to right, be there. the address. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Instagram at... Soleil Daryl Jewelry. So, I mean, I guess I should spell that. Well, also, if you're listening, check out the shop notes. Yeah. Have-company.com slash podcast. Yeah. Links to lots of different things we've talked about. Links to Soleil's internet's store, I'm, et I love making custom things for people and meeting people. So, slide into my DM. This is going to come out two weeks before Valentine's oh. Day. Is that a thing? Do, do you pop I mean, off around Valentine's Day? Are people getting like, things for their ladies? This is like my first independent year. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm going to see. We'll see. Well, if you're listening and you are a person with a partner who wears beautiful rings. I can help you out. So I can help you out. I can give you a good night. This will come out Feb- around night. February 1st. So you've got 13 days. Can you make stuff in 13 days? This is, Have a couple gonna, things ready, yeah. maybe, in the Etsy I'm going to say yes and then be mad at myself later for saying yes. We got a true deadline. I'm, like, yeah. giving you a true... Never mind. Don't <laughs> listen to us. Don't listen to us. 
Every day is Valentine's. You don't need exactly. people. I just I can't believe I just promoted Valentine's Day. I'm so sorry. We but don't. This is okay. What the system does to you. I know. We do Christmas. We do yeah. this whole thing. Oh my god. Just retract everything I just said. Okay, if you're listening, we don't believe in Valentine's. Right. Just treat your partner right and get them a ring. Yeah. Every day of the year. I'm open every day. This is a good way to end. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Thank, thank you, you again to Soleil. This was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait. Did you have any other things? No. Just go to the links. Go to the, go to the internet. Girl power. Woman power. Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>